0: Stewart was the minister of the Main Street Church in the 70s. And he and his wife Rita and the Main Street family had the vision to give birth to Rosewood Church. And we thank God for that fact. And so would you welcome now, Reverend Dr. Brother, Friend, Amen? Bill Stewart. Well, this has been a great day for me uh, just to join you in celebrating your 40th anniversary. Somebody said it seemed like yesterday. I was sitting there thinking, man, that's a long time ago. <laughs> but we're celebrating because you have done wonderful things in those 40 years. And I do want to thank Pastor Nick and Cindy and the people of Rosewood for inviting me to be part of this special weekend. Good to meet new friends and also to meet again, I was going to say old friends, that's not the way to put it. Uh, friends I've known for a long time. It's good to meet you all. I was especially glad to see you come in tonight A couple joan and max bartlett they are special to me because they were the very first couple that i married when i came to the main street church and i i must have done a good job of it because we're still together So 40 years, really, when you think of the life of churches, 40 years is not really all that old. Some churches have been around a lot longer than that. Some have been around for hundreds of years. But as I thought about it, I thought, what I'd like us to do is to compare the, the lifespan of churches to our own lifespan as, as people. Because churches, like people, go through certain phases. And we have to have a good idea what phase we're in, to know what to expect. You know, we we were born just infants. And when we were infants, we were pretty, small, and helpless, and weak, and vulnerable. We just relied upon our parents. And there was a time when the Rosewood Church was an infant small, you were dependent on Main Street, you were an infant, but infants begin to grow into into children. Children are kind of that energetic, excited, uh, energy-filled time of life, when uh, they seem to be always busy and running about and doing things. They're not usually known for their wisdom, but they are known for their energy and their excitement. Well, you know, it didn't take Rosewood very long in infancy when uh, Pastor Nick arrived on the scene, you quickly grew to children. And it was exciting, and uh, there was a lot of energy, and you were beginning to to grow up. But, But people grow from childhood, and they grow into their prime time. And prime time is really the productive time of life. We get jobs, we have experience, we collect resources, We still have energy to put into things, and uh, Main Street has moved into its prime time. You have been productive. I I was thrilled uh, to hear the greetings from from your uh, children, from your baby churches. You have been productive and grown, and you've used your resources well, you have been in prime time. And we would wish that churches, like people, could just stay in prime time. Just carry on. But for people, that, that doesn't work. We, we gradually get older. And our energy begins to sap and our ambitions begin to shrink a little bit and, and we begin to get more comfortable and we begin to, to, get, to get old. And the trouble with people is we, we can't change that. We wish we could, I'm, I'm 82 years old, and I may wish I could go back to being 40 again, but try as I will, I can't do it. We just get, get older, and, and eventually we die. And sometimes that happens to churches. They get past their prime time. They begin to get comfortable. They begin to shorten their vision, they begin to get tired and 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 they 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 get older and and churches do die too you know Uh, back i don't know what the numbers are now but when i was national director i counted one time and across canada at that time there were 28 nazarene churches that were listed as being Inactive. That meant they were inactive. They weren't doing anything. They closed their doors. They weren't holding services. They died. So churches do die. But the wonderful thing is this, that while we people can't can't help getting old, And we can't do anything about it and we can't change it the wonderful news is that churches can change it and it doesn't need to happen to churches Uh, churches can be revived churches can be renewed churches can renew their strength and their vigor and their grace through the grace and blessing of God. And my hope and prayer is that that Main Street is going to carry right on in in its prime time. But you know, Jesus uh, understood this. He was aware of the life cycles of of organizations and churches are included in the life cycle of organizations. Jesus understood it. And so he laid down some pretty clear strategies for churches that would propel them into renewal and revival and launch a new life cycle the church and so I thought I'd just mention these to you tonight because I think it would be appropriate the first thing that Jesus mentioned for keeping the church fresh and new and vital is that they capture a new vision Jesus laid it out for his disciples, pretty clearly, right, right at the end of his ministry, when just before he was ascended into heaven, he said to the disciples, "But you will receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem." and in Judea, and in Samaria, and under the uttermost parts of the earth. What's he doing? He's saying there is always to be a new vision. It was a strategy for renewal after you receive the power of the Holy Spirit, I want you to work in Jerusalem. And when you've done well in Jerusalem, I don't want you to settle down. For beyond Jerusalem, there's Judea. And once you've done well in Judea, I don't want you to settle down because beyond Judea, there's Samaria. And once you've done well in Samaria, I don't want you to settle down. I want you to go into the uttermost parts of the earth. There's always a new vision. There's always a new challenge. There's always a new country to be possessed by the Holy Spirit. And when you progress, old visions have been met. Old goals have been reached. Old battles have been fought. And you need to put some new goals in there and new visions in there. And, and I catch that from Pastor Nick. He's talking about the, the next 40 years and uh, he's talking about moving on to a better and a brighter future. There's more to be done Amen. and there's more to be reached. There are more souls to be won and people to be conquered. Can you imagine what would have happened If that early church had stayed in Jerusalem and said to themselves, well, we've done pretty good here. Look at all the people we've won. We're we're really making an impact in Jerusalem. We'll just build ourselves a big church and we'll stay here. Think. If those early Christians had stayed in Jerusalem, where would we be? What would have happened? But they didn't stay in Jerusalem. They rose to the occasion. And God has plans and visions and dreams that we need to capture and renew and give our energy to them. Amen. Amen. It's one of the things Jesus gave us to renew, and keep young, and keep our vision. Second thing that I think Jesus gave us to keep us in prime time, and that is that he wants us to implement an aggressive mission plan. He wants us to... Have an aggressive mission plan. The verse I'm thinking about is in Matthew chapter 16 and verse 18. And it says this Jesus said to Peter, I say unto you, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it especially those words i will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it and we really need a little interpretation for this verse because uh, sometimes we don't quite get the picture that jesus is trying to paint here of the church when he says the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, uh, sometimes I think people think, well, the picture of the church that Jesus is giving here is of the church just bravely and courageously holding off the onslaughts of Satan and the the aggressive attacks of sin and uh, successfully holding off uh, the powers of Satan that are attacking and trying to destroy us and trying to undermine us. Uh, but, you know, Jesus, that's really got it all upside down. The, the, the picture needs to be turned up down, because what Jesus was really picturing was the very opposite of that. In those days, you know, cities had walls built around them to protect them from enemies attacking and usually the weak spot in the wall was the gate that let people in and out of the city and when enemies were attacking they tried to break down the gate as the weak spot in in the attack so what Jesus is saying here is not that sin is attacking the church and trying to break through. The very opposite, the armies of righteousness and the armies of God and church are attacking the strongholds of Satan and when we attack, the gates of hell can't prevail against us. But the picture of Jesus in the church was the picture of an aggressive, Moving forward, picture of the church. Not a passive, waiting for the enemy to come, but aggressively seeking out the strongholds of Satan and attacking them. And we need to have that aggressive mission approach. There are souls out there to be reached, that are people to be won that are victories to be achieved and without this aggressive implementation of the mission then we are likely to sink back and become anemic and lacking the power of the holy spirit that god wants us to have right throughout the bible jesus the bible makes it clear that god wants his church to be on the move and aggressive. Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Be aggressive about it. Jesus said, I am come to seek and to save those that were lost. He was aggressive about it. When he prayed, Jesus said, Pray ye the Lord of harvests that he will send forth laborers into the harvest fields. Always the push is to get us out there and being aggressive and taking the message to others, not sitting, waiting, hoping, wishing people would come to us. An aggressive mission statement is one of the reasons, one of the ways that the church will stay alive. And lastly, a third strategy that I think we learn from Jesus. It's a strategy that if we're going to stay alive and stay powerful, then it's a strategy for a decentralized ministry. Uh, Jesus, when he was in the world, gave us a wonderful example of this. When, When he started out in his ministry, he did all of the preaching, he did all of the healing, He did all of the casting out of the demons. He did all of the planning and all all of the decisions. But he did not want it to stay that way. He gathered around him disciples. And he trained them and he built them up until eventually he sent them out two by two and they did the preaching. And they healed the sick. And they cast out the demons. And they did make the decisions. And uh, they made the, the planning for their work in ministry. But not satisfied with that, later on he got 70 and he sent the 70 out. And they did the preaching. And they healed the sick. And they cast out the demons. And that has been the method that God wants us to be forever doing. You've done it as a church. When you start these baby churches, you send them out and let, and so many more are one than would have been one if if you'd kept yourselves to Rosewood only. It is a decentralized ministry. And in our work and in our service for God it's essential that new voices be heard and new people be seen and new centers of ministry started and new groups started and new leaders emerged. For the spirit of the church is decentralized where we pass the power and authority on to others so that others can do the work as well as us. Uh, a church will grow old quickly if the same people do the same things all the time. And nobody else does anything. It will get old. So you're, you're 40 years old, still in your prime. But I want you to stay in your prime. With a new vision. With an aggressive plan. And with that decentralized decentralized ministry and pray that God will continue to bless the fruitfulness and the effectiveness of the Rosewood Church. Is my prayer and my wish. Thank you. God bless. Amen.